Coach, obviously we talked to you before practice yesterday. So um, did you ramp up Daniel a little bit more? Did he do? Did he show you a little bit more? Were you, you know, were you pushing him and all that? And how did he come out of it? Yeah, we definitely did. We, we ramped him up a little bit, put him through a series of drills. Um, look, I'd say this, he's getting, been getting better every day. He's working very hard with the trainers. Uh, coming out of practice yesterday, uh, there was some progress made. We had a long talk with him after practice, long talk with him this morning again. You know, we're going to kind of put him through it again today, see how his body responds to what it was yesterday. Um, you know, look, I'm fairly optimistic at the same time. There's a ways to go, and we've got to be fair to him. I'm going to talk to the trainers, make sure, you know, the medical team and the coaching staff are on the same page that we do the right thing by this guy. And, Coach, how about Blake? How did he come out of the practice? Blake? Uh, yeah, fairly well. I mean, he had a walkthrough on Wednesday. You know, did mostly everything yesterday in practice for the most part. Uh, there were some things we kind of held him out of in terms of some of the, uh, you know, more violent drills, I guess you'd say, as far as hitting shields and pads and things. Um, other than that, you know, guy went through practice for the most part for us, had a good day. Check with him this morning. Uh, we're going to go ahead and see how he is in the training room in a minute. Those guys just broke meetings. A lot of those guys going for a little extra treatment before practice. We'll see where he's at today. Hey, are there any benchmarks or anything you need to see from today today before making your decision or something that you weren't able to see during yesterday's practice? Yeah, I'm more concerned just in how his body responds in terms of overall soreness and how his body responds, you know, physically to make sure that this isn't going to go ahead and, you know, roll over that one day over another going to stack up and it's going to be something negative on Sunday. But, uh, you know, we see how he moves today relative to yesterday. I don't necessarily think it necessarily has to be better. I just want to make sure that it's, you know, functional and that he can protect himself. You guys ruled him out pretty early. I guess was he was doubtful last week. Do you plan on, you know, carrying that to game day again, potentially to make the decision to see how he responds to today's practice in a couple of days? Yeah, I'd say in a perfect world, I'd like to make the decision uh, before game day. I'd like to know tonight at the latest for myself. If we have to go into tomorrow and do something a little bit extra with the trainers, then so be it. Uh, you know, normally I like not to do things with guys on Saturdays if we don't have to. Pat Leonard. Hey, Joe, uh, because of your guy, the job you guys are doing, four straight wins, your name's starting to get mentioned as a coach of the year candidate. If you guys continue on this, Pat Graham's name's getting thrown around as a head coaching candidate. Just want to know what you feel about uh, kind of those early accolades and that public response to the job that you and Pat and the staff are doing so far. Like I'm pleased with how the staff and the players are working and improving. That's really all we're focused on right now. Look, I mean, names start getting mentioned around when teams have success, and we're just committed to the process of what we have to do to have success this weekend and going forward. So those things are all very complimentary. You start reading those things and believing those things, you'll find yourself in some different headlines pretty soon. Thanks. Jordan? Hey, Joe. Wondering how confident you are knowing what you, you do know at this point that Daniel and Blake will both be ready by Sunday. Yeah, today's going to be a telltale sign for both those guys for us, to be honest with you, Jordan. I'm not going to try to put some kind of percentage on it. Um, I'm optimistic on both those guys because of, you know, number one, the way they're working, the way they're responding at this point with the trainers. We've got to trust our medical team. I know both guys can do everything they can to be on the field. So, look, we're planning and preparing right now with plans for both having both those guys as well as not having both those guys. So that's something, you know, it's our job to do and make sure we can play accordingly. And how important is it? I mean, last week you played a team that had DK Metcalf. This week you're playing a team that has DeAndre Hopkins. How important is that for you defensively to have a guy like James Bradbury? Well, it's huge. But, but the thing we try to stress here as much as anything is even though we put certain guys on different receivers as matchups, it's really got to be all 11 on the field doing their job. You know, it's look, it's a whole lot easier covering an elite receiver when the defensive front's getting to the quarterback. It's a whole lot easier you know, defending that receiver when the underneath coverage is doing their jobs and eliminating those checkdowns 
okay, or breaking on the ball when they give up the checkdowns and tackling the thing for a short loss. So, again, those guys have all responded. I'm pleased with the way they've competed. We've made a lot of progress through the year in our man and our zone techniques, you know, especially at the corner position. But, um, you know, we need all 11 to really show up. This has to be a team game for us this week. Joe, I want to ask you about Chase Edmonds, uh, Fordham kid, uh, who had a, a couple big games here, one against the Giants last year and one against the Jets. What does he bring to Arizona's offense, especially as a pass catcher out of the backfield? And from your experience, do guys tend to play better in their, like, quote-unquote, homecoming games? Well, I think on the homecoming games themselves, I think anytime you let ex- external factors dictate some kind of emotion or how you prepare for a game, I think you're setting yourself up for failure. Uh, but, you know, I'd say this guy, wherever he plays, he's definitely a dynamic player. Look, and whether it's on offense, you know, running the ball, catching the ball, or on kickoff returns or turning it, you put the ball in his hands, this guy can make plays for you. You know, he's different than Drake, but they're both, both very productive. This guy does a very good job in the passing game. He's a threat if you get him in space. He's very elusive. He's an instinctive runner in space. He understands how to attack your defender's leverage and create space to either cut back across their face or cut away from them when they create space. So, you know, this guy is definitely someone we focused on throughout the week in preparation of knowing where he is, knowing what they do with him in the game, and identifying, you know, who's going to be matched up with him in certain packages. But we have to do a good job with all these players of tackling in space and playing with control and leverage. Schwartz. Hey, Joe. Hey, um, you weren't here last year, obviously, but some of the players were. Uh, the Cardinals came into uh, MetLife Stadium last year and, and, and really handed it to the Giants 17 nothing early. It was one of their more disappointing you know, performances. Uh, how much do you use any of that as far as the personnel, the lessons with the guys who were back? And, you know, when you study it and say, look, these guys came in here last year and kicked our butts. Not you, but the players were there. Yeah, I would say anytime you have any kind of carryover from an opponent like that that you played last year, it's important to go ahead and look back and reference more the matchup piece of maybe how they may try to go ahead and match up your defenders or, or offensive players with someone they have on their roster and then vice versa, how you can go ahead and you know cover a guy and what success you know that player may have had last year. That being said, everything else, you know, we really count as being irrelevant. You know, we always stress to the team it's the lessons you learn. So if you're a player who was matched up on someone the year before, again, it may be a different technique, a different scheme, a different rule. There's a lot of things that factor in how someone may have played in a previous, you know, game. You know, we try to keep everything very current and looking forward. We don't try to make anything about any kind of revenge games or payback games. Look, every team is different every year. You know, every coaching staff, every, you know, roster of players, every year it's a unique team, unique situation. So you can't make anything about the past. That's never really relevant. You get one opportunity to play a game, you got to make the most of it. You know, this year's game against the Cardinals is about this year's game against the Cardinals. And as you know, simple as that sounds, that's really what we have to make it about. But in any case, we do look back at, you know, familiar tape just to really see the personnel matchups more than anything, Paul. Thanks, Joe. We'll take two more, Art and Doug. Art. Hey, Joe, uh, I wanted to ask you, you know, Logan Ryan revealed earlier this week that he was the one who had the, the helmet when Blake was on the sideline, the idea of communicating all the calls. Uh, I'm just curious from your experience, how unique is it to not have the mic or, or the linebacker with that? Uh, and have a DB, and does that say, you know, speak volumes about the trust you have in Logan, not just on the back end, but the entire defense? Well, I think it does say a lot of, about how we trust Logan and his ability to communicate with the defense. He's definitely a signal caller for us out there. The other thing about that is, you know, he's very consistent as far as being on the field for us in multiple packages. Very, very rarely do we take Logan off the field. So in terms of giving the secondary helmet to Logan, a lot of that just fits in terms of this guy's always out there for us. The other thing about him is he's very intelligent, he's articulate, and he can, you know, has command in front of the huddle. 
to communicate. He also is the one in terms of if they use tempo, if we have to make a call before either Pat gets it in or maybe if the headset, which does happen at times, goes out, okay, or maybe it's checking the sideline and getting signals. We just know that he can do it. Now, we have several other players that can do it as well. We work it in practice with multiple players, linebackers, and safeties. Um, I don't think it's entirely unique to have a safety with the headset in the helmet. I think typically it is a linebacker, normally the Mike linebacker. Um, and we have other Mike linebackers on the team that also are on that list of who would have the speaker in. I think the biggest factor is, number one, you know, Logan already being a signal call for us. And then, number two, he's on the field just about all the time anyway. So if you lose Blake, whether it's for you know, him tying the shoes or he is going to use the bathroom, you still have Logan on the field. Thanks, Joe. Last one here, Dougie. Hey, Joe, I got two for you, if you don't mind. Uh, you know, Arizona's played the Patriots, the Lions, the Dolphins. You obviously have relationships with those coaching staffs. Do you, you know, pick their brains about common opponents? Or how does that work with friends you have around the league? I think it's more valuable really just to watch the tape more so than just kind of look and listen. All of our rosters are different. So while you do have common friends on different staffs, everybody sees the game a little bit differently because of who they're pieced together on the roster with to use. To me, it's more about just watching the tape. And you've got to look at it in terms of they're probably looking at those games relative to us to think we're going to play something similar. That being said, even though there's a lot of things from the same tree, I'd say, or the same you know system, there's a lot of differences in what we're doing this year because of who we have on the roster. And we've really evolved into what works for us. So I think each team has done that in their own right. So not everything carries over. You know, Miami's game plan, Detroit's game plan, you know, really is very different from how we play with our players. Uh, I don't think it's any secret to Cliff. I think if he watches the tape, he understands that in the front end. You know, you're just kind of trying to find similarities of things maybe they've done that had success that could fit into what you're doing. Um, but in terms of just calling coaches and asking, hey, what would you call here? Sometimes I think that poisons, you know, what you're going to do in your own game plan. I think you have to really trust your own instincts because you know your players better than anybody. And you have to look at the tape and understand how can we use our guys to stop their system. And then Isaiah Simmons, I'm sure he's a guy who you, you know, spend a lot of time scouting for the draft. What did you see from him then, and what do you see from what he's done this season? Yeah, I think he's a very talented player. Um, obviously, he's a guy that in college, you know, was playing back deep as a safety, who's playing up towards the line, a linebacker who's more of a kind of that rover player that they use schematically. You know, I think he's doing a good job when they're using kind of blitz packages. Um, he's a young player, so there's obviously a lot of things they're kind of finding homes for him on, but I think that's evolving as the season's going on, you see this guy having more of an impact as we go. But look, he's a very talented player. There's no doubt he's going to be a very good player in this league. I think like a lot of rookies in this league, uh, it was no different for any of the guys on any team that they had to come in and really kind of get a feel for the speed of the game, the tempo of the league, and really go ahead and find their own home going forward.